What's up, Simple Eaters? It's Monday. We have the whole entire week ahead of us. We're going to tackle this week, and we're going to make things happen. Today, I'm going to be talking about women and cannabis. I feel like it's a really important subject to be talking about on my platform and continue to talk about and highlight women in the cannabis and CBD uh, industry as much as I can. Let's uh, let's kind of just dive right into this. Uh, I found this article on the storyexchange.org. Once again, it's called the storyexchange.org. And it's a pretty lengthy article. I'm not going to read the entire article, but hopefully I'll be able to cover some like key points and you guys could kindly click that link below and uh, check it out for yourself. I always like to put all the links of all the articles, any topic I'm talking about, particularly uh, any research I come across. Um, If it's something that I already know, I'll just go off the fly and share with you guys. But for the most part, I like to uh, include all the links of where I'm getting this information from so that you guys can do your own research and continue to uh, learn along the way. So women in cannabis, when we first wrote, they wrote, when they first wrote this cannabis in, um, about the cannabis industry in 2015, 36% of the cannabis executives were women, a far better ratio than uh, was seen other large buzzworthy industries like tech. That was a little weird oh, writing. Anyway, um, Four years on, a number of women in cannabis are indeed making names and money for themselves uh, as the cannabis industry continues to grow. However, representation has worsened. Uh, One new study shows that women now make up to 17% of executives, some 12% of the 166 companies surveyed by researchers had no female executive representation at all the decline of women's participation as the industry booms especially on the highest level is troubled troubling it to insiders like dr chanda marcias hope i pronounced that correctly sorry if i didn't she's a businesswoman owner and ceo ceo of women grow look it up simple leaders an organization that advocates for and informs other women cannabis entrepreneurs. Contrarily uh, to earlier beliefs, the glass ceiling uh, is pretty thick in the cannabis industry for women, she says. Uh, Funding is one significant reason why. Marcias notes that anyone who wants to open a dispensary must now have at least $150,000 in cash, which is an immediate barrier for a lot of women in the in- industry. It's, oh, hold on, sorry. It's not just growers or sellers either. Uh, Betty, Betty of the Apicari says she has also grappled with fundraising problems, even though her venture doesn't actually dispense cannabis. And in the, in, in the issues plaguing all businesses in the cannabis space, like not being able to get bank loans or work with a small business association, and you have quite a uphill battle for these women. 
David Abernathy, I think that's right. Sorry if that's not. Vice President of Cannabis Investment and Research Firm, Arcview Group, says it's especially frustrating since women-run ventures make about three times as much as male-led businesses among companies that successfully raise capital. He attributes that in a large part, the women having to work harder to establish themselves. One interesting thing we notice is that for women to, to succeed is in this business because of the host of realities, uh, they may have gone through enough and proven themselves enough to be better than the average applicant. Of course, that's another new, uh, of course, that's nothing new for women and particularly women of color indeed while women of many races and ethnic backgrounds report grappling with obstacles in the cannabis industry it's this specific group who faces yet another significant barrier um so nearly 50 years ago the u.s government organized the war on drugs campaign to discourage illegal drug use and sales. The term was first coined by President Richard Nixon in 1971, but it was President Ronald Reagan's prioritization, excuse me, prioritization of anti-drug legislation combined with his wife's Nancy just say no public awareness campaign in the 1980s and early 1990s that sent drug arrest rates skyrocketing and established mandatory prison sentences. Cannabis was one of the many drugs the effort targeted and still does according to the American Civil uh, Liberties Union cannabis arrests accounted for just over half of all drug-related arrests in the U.S. between 2001 and 2010. That percentage has dropped in recent years, but was still at 40% in 2017. The Nonprofit Drug Policy Alliance found, and for those convicted and incarcerated, their there were punishments that awaited them after time was served, including difficulties finding employment, driver license suspension, the denial of voting privileges, and if convicted in the past decade to file uh, the inability to file for a dispensary license. The ACLU also found that black people have been disproportionately affected by the government's efforts African Americans are roughly four times more likely to be arrested for possession of cannabis despite black and white people reportedly using it at roughly the same rate the DPA similarly found that of those arrested for drug related offenses in 2017 47% were black or Latino despite those groups making up 31.5% of the population. The results, P. 
people who were convicted for having or selling cannabis illegally, most of them, most of the people were color or are often blocked from pre-entering the industry as it becomes legalized. That is, if they aren't still serving time for sale or possession while cannabis businesses open up nearby. At present, about 5% of cannabis executives are women of color, roughly 1% higher than the overall national average across industries, but still a small minority. Betty uh, has been has seen and collaborated with activists working to affect change on this matter. But it's not a big industry players, but it's not a big industry players who are taking up the cause, she adds. Instead of top tier firms, it's the ventures that are smaller, the mom and pop companies, the the ones most affected by these issues, they end up fighting. The problem is becoming a harder one to solve as more mainstream institutions and capital get more involved and as the size of businesses grow. He says there are a couple of reasons for this. One, implicit bias uh, in a lot of bigger industry players who are more used to dealing with white people and two, a lot of people of color don't have the opportunities to experience running larger businesses or to learn investment terminology. Marcias and Betty both advocate for programs that encourage and assist women for col of color in launching cannabis ventures as well as fun funneling cannabis profits back into companies that were that were hurt by the war on drugs in the first place. At present, uh, cannabis is still considered schedule a schedule one drug by the US government, but in federal cannabis legalization becomes but if federal cannabis legalization becomes the law of the land, it could quickly pave the way for the involvement of big businesses from the from the tech and pharmaceutical industries, deep pocketed uh, conservative investors who have largely steered clear of the emerging market would be ex expected to sign on too, especially over the past year. But their arrival would also likely uh, representation problems already plaguing the cannabis industry. The big companies and dispensaries are pushing out the little guy because they can afford to. Betty says, adding that she has seen it happen on both the seller and grower side. For some of the friends and for some of her friends in the space and lots of female-run businesses, it's been a real do-or-die year, and they're dropping like flies because they can't get funding to survive. Marcia adds, while we see, what we see is, uh, is the Walmart effect, right? It's the Walmart effect. Big companies take up the majority of the market, market space place and are able to control the medical and adult use of marijuana, looks like. 
this is what it looks like this is what pretty much they're dealing with this shift towards a marketplace dominated by big cannabis businesses is aided by a myriad licensing and tax costs facing legal ventures unless you have a high yield business you may be sunk before the start maya says mom and pops are forced to sell because they cannot pay off the bills they have accumulated over the course of several years only big businesses with deep pockets can sustain all of that uh it's pretty deep it's, it's a lengthy article simply it has a lot of great information here the title is uh women are getting shut shut out of the 12.2 billion cannabis industry here's why um yeah this is this is such a freaking sad subject i'm gonna leave the link in my description um yeah yeah i'm a little blank on words i i want to kind of like say uh, if this is the industry that you're looking to evolve in i think one of the things that you should start to think about as well is maybe start to really uh i feel like if you know if you follow the money and where things are going for the future the cannabis and cbd uh, platform industry is still still evolving right we're still in the early states early days of this industry and it's going to continue to grow over the next five ten years from now so it it's a it's a struggle now and i think along with this struggle you have to kind of have your you, you, you I, f- I almost feel like you have to like dabble a little bit in different industries as well I, i'm not saying to steer away to give up or anything like that what i'm saying is self-driving cars is going to be it's already happening the next the next uh decade we'll probably start to see more self-driving cars on the road blockchain is a big a big thing that uh, people are talking about blockchain is going to be huge so knowing where the technology is going yes i think we should follow maybe some of the companies in there invest in some of these companies so that you can start to build your own funding along the way as your investment grows try to establish a few different assets that you feel like you can park your money at and hopefully as you continue to grow in the cannabis business wherever you park your money at continues to grow too and it'll get to a point along the way hopefully you'll be able to use your own funding and not have to ask somebody to help you out in terms of funding i don't know that's weird that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking yeah, yeah there's you know blockchain people hear bitcoin but bitcoin is not the only thing that's out there that's that's making a huge world difference you have a company called xrp xrp you can look it up i'll put a link right in this right in this article i'm not going to get into a whole discussion about xrp um you can find a lot of information if you go to ripple.com they're not the they're 
they're the company who is going around the world making connections with government and they are essentially building a platform for cross-border money um i didn't say that right um the transferring of cross butter <laughs> butter the transferring of cross border uh, with your money funding being able to uh, why am i getting like stuck on my words here You're, basically you'll be able to transfer funds from all around the world within seconds you know it's kind of like the way the bank system is set up right now is kind of like the old internet or like when the internet just started just just started to dial up it was taking such a freaking long time to get on and finally you got on so the only the, to send money to someone across the country takes days and it could be quite expensive because of the fluctuation of the market we can get into this topic a whole different time i'm just throwing companies out there I'm not a financial advisor. I am actually simply sharing what I think is logical in my head and what I've been watching, doing, and making moves along the way. And yeah, I'm just sharing it with you guys. So I'll post a link, check it out, and check out companies that you feel like you can invest in. Simple Leaders, I hope you guys are well. Today's Monday. Have a great, great week. You know, knock Monday out of the box so your Tuesday can be beautiful. Simple leaders, peace out. Always remember, live healthy. I'm Chef T. Peace. Oh, thank you.